Welcome to the Kiss Business Podcast. This podcast isn't about how to work less. Instead, it's about how to build a business in a simple and consistent way by focusing on one important thing at a time so you enjoy working on your business. Hi, it's Kuchina, and you are listening to The Kiss, Keep It Simple Business Podcast. In 1935, Muzaffar Sharif, a Turkish-American social psychologist, conducted a very interesting experiment. He was studying conformity, so he put different subjects of the experiment in a dark room. And he told them to watch a little dot of light in a total darkness. And they were told to also to report how far that little dot of light was moving. And what Sharif observed was very interesting. His research subjects observed the dot was moving. But in reality, what they experienced was the autokinetic effect. The autokinetic effect is an illusion. You would be fooled by this as well. So Sharif realized that what people experienced was completely in their heads. The dot wasn't moving, they were just imagining things. So this perception of moving dot was also influenced by suggestions. He did some further investigation into this uh, autokinetic effect. And first he studied how people reacted to the autokinetic effect when they were alone in the room. So he found that individuals would usually establish some kind of a norm for the judgment. They would decide that, for example, the light was moving between two to six inches. And they became consistent in making this judgment. Then he studied the same effect, orthokinetic effect, and how it affected different groups of subjects. So he would put his subject in a dark room, sometimes two, sometimes three at a time, and he would ask them to agree on a judgment. Now, what was interesting, Sharif noticed a tendency to compromise so people who usually made an estimate like six inches started to make smaller adjustments or smaller judgments like four inches. So those who saw less movement, such as two inches, soon increased their judgment to about four inches. Okay, so people changed their views to resemble the views of others in the room. Sharif subjects were not aware of the social influence. So when he asked his subjects, were you influenced by this judgment of other people in the room during the experiment? Of course, most denied it. However, when subjects were tested separately, most conformed to the group's judgment. So a subject who previously settled on an estimate of, say, two inches or six inches, was more likely after the group experiment to say that the light was moving about four inches. So they made some adjustments. So these research subjects were changed by the group experience, whether they realized it or not. And they had increased their conformity to group norms. So the test subject compromised, even if the answer was wrong. 
And Sharif concluded that people had a natural desire to be part of the crowd or a part of the herd. And they were influenced by their peers. They adopted behaviors which were emotional rather than rational. So why do we join the herd? And why do people behave in such a way? In the book The Art of Thinking Clearly, Rolf Dobelli writes that in the past, following others was an excellent survival strategy. Suppose that some 50,000 years ago you were traveling from a jungle with your hunter-gatherer friends and suddenly they all shouted and started running. What would you have done? Would you stay back, uh, scratching your head and weighing up whether what you were looking at was a lion or something, something else? Okay, maybe a harmless animal that could probably serve as a significant protein source? No, of course not. You would have sprinted after your friends. Later on, maybe when you were saved, you would probably reflect on what what you saw and whether you really saw a lion or not. So in other words, the herd mentality became our survival strategy. It helped us stay alive. But what's interesting is that recently the scientists at the University of Leeds discovered that it takes a minority of just 5% to influence a crowd's direction. And that the other 95% follow without realizing it. Whether you like this analogy or not, humans like lemmings and cows tend to follow the herd, both in action and opinion. So, knowing all this, how can we use this to our advantage in business and marketing? And let's just take all this knowledge of herd behavior and mentality and put it to a productive use. So first you need to identify and then clearly define your herd because this is how you influence future herd members, okay? So think testimonials, think case studies, think success stories. Gather information about your herd or tribe and display it for everyone to see. If you don't have a herd, then you need to create one. Your herd is your happy customer base. So if others know that you have happy customers are there, they will be more likely to follow. But personally, are you following a herd? Have you ever tried to follow whatever everyone is doing? Your competitors start offering free shipping, so you do too. Then maybe they drop the prices down, so you do too. In 2019, researchers from the University of St. Andrews published uh, another interesting study in the Nature Human Behavior Journal. And the title of the paper was uh, Social Learning Strategies and How They Regulate the Wisdom and Madness of Interactive Crowds. So what did they find? Dr. Takayava 
a lead research concluded that people may rely more on following the herd than learning for themselves. And this is especially true for difficult tasks and also true for situations when you have big group settings. But if you think about this, we all want to make better decisions, right? But such conformity behavior costs us actually more in personal costs. In smaller groups and for easy tasks where others are usually right, the wise decision perhaps is to follow the flock, to follow the herd. But the next time you are deciding on blindly following your competitor, consider whether you are following the herd. Okay, perhaps as Robert Frost famously said, taking the road less traveled by will make all the difference. Another interesting notice from Seth Godin, and Seth Godin goes on to explain that to survive in a modern business world today, you need to have a purple cow, a remarkable idea, a remarkable product, remarkable service, unique marketing strategy that will differentiate you from your competition. So let's recap the three things we've covered in this podcast. Humans like lemmings and cows tend to follow the herd, both in action and opinion. Think about how you can use this to your advantage in business and marketing. The second point is that independent thought may reduce the risk of collective madness. So experiment with stepping out of the herd. It actually pays to be a black sheep. And three, to survive in the modern business world, you need to have a purple cow. A purple cow is a remarkable idea, product, service, marketing strategy that will differentiate you from your competition. And this concludes this podcast. It's Kashina, and you've been listening to The Kiss. Keep it simple, business podcast.